0: This is your co-host, Megan Marsh, and I am here with my co-host, Andre Munar, who is sitting outside on the deck of his brand new beachfront condo
1: in Puerto Rico. Hey, Dre. Hi, collaborators. Gosh, yes. and I have to sit here and look at you. Enjoying the sun, the fruits of our labor, right? Lots of, um, oh, yeah. lots of hard work. Yes. We always say you can achieve whatever it is that you want with a, with a little bit of hard work. So here we are. Yeah, no, so true.
0: So your hard work was for kids. So you're stuck in Erie. That was your hard work. (laughs) That is my hard work. One day I will be out of here and I will have a (laughs) condo. next. One day. One day. So I have a question for everyone listening about today's topic. And it's, you know, for those of you listening, if you own a business currently, have started a business, or are starting a business, would it scare you if I told you that tomorrow, next week, That you're gonna have a meeting with your employees, everyone you work with, and you're gonna be opening your books up to them. You're gonna show them how you've been managing your business, the money, bank accounts. You know, they get to see any of that. You would be having them give you feedback on how you've done as a business owner. Wow. Okay. Well, and, you know, the reason that I asked this question today and we're gonna be talking about this is because. One of the biggest gaps in business in our country is the gap between owners and employees, or workers and managers, sales and operations, right? Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. sure everyone can kind of relate to that. And so, developing a way of getting everyone together to work towards a common goal is not easy. And especially when
1: you have different personalities and just different people with different agendas.
0: I agreed and and we've talked about this and for me one of the big things is and i hate even using one of these words it's assumptions and a lot of it yes. is ignorance right assumptions and ignorance and not ignorance in like a mean way just oblivious right you could say it's not knowing or assumptions yep. and ignorance and that's ignorance of those of us on top that the people that work for us don't and won't understand the problems and responsibilities of owning or managing a business Ignorance of the people down the line that owners and managers sit back with little to do, but micromanage, point out mistakes, you know, don't handle situations (laughs) correctly.
1: Yeah. People think that.
0: And then I think one of the biggest assumptions, because I, I think you and I both have said, we've said this at one point assumptions that money grows on trees and owners line
1: their pockets with just bundles of hundreds. I'm so glad we found that tree a few years ago that we can just go <laughs> grab money from it. Yeah, it doesn't work that way either,
0: yeah. And so you know everything we do and that all any of you listening should do when growing a business is to get your team playing the game with you. Yeah. to have everyone understand the big picture and not just their one role or one job, but the role of a group of people making a business run and and stand the test of time. You know, and that that's what this episode is about. We're going to be sharing with you what we feel the three most important things that we found that helps your team and your business excel and grow. And that's through transparency, disclosure, feedback. And, you know, there's a wonderful book that has helped me so much as we've grown our business. It's called The Great Game of Business by Jack Stack that I would recommend and we'll put in the show notes. And we're going to go through those, you know, those three, three main keys so that you can Mm -hmm. start implementing it and being transparent in your business and also understanding why it's so important and how it can just change the game. Right. I mean, don't you think that's true of, of even our
1: company, Dre? It's, it's absolutely huge. And I hate to be cliche about it, but I think not, I think we are a testimony to that. You know, we, we came out. On the other side, we had some pains. I can remember back to, you know, 2017, we had an amazing year. And Mm -hmm. so... We were sought out by, by a larger corporation. They wanted to bring us in. They saw who we were, what we had to offer. And so we said, you know what? Let's, let's, let's give this a shot. And so it, it kind of happened to us. And this is where it happened to us was in 2018, we, we made that change and then we decided it wasn't for us. And I'm sure you, many of you have, have heard that story and it was no longer our company. So it wasn't every loan that we were closing. Those paychecks weren't going into a bank account that Megan and I had control over they were going into a corporate account and we had no control of those funds so in in it was like a, what was it like a week before christmas meg yeah it was it it
0: wasn't the exact timing we would have picked too right <laughs> so it was it was a couple weeks before christmas
1: so a couple weeks before christmas we found ourselves in a situation where we wanted to get out of this big bank and we had 15 people that we were going to bring back over to us. And yet we had drained our bank accounts. We had no money in our other bank account because we now had switched over to this big bank and we didn't have control over that. But, but yeah, we had these 15 people that were looking up to us and just
0: knowing, okay, we're depending on you <laughs> for our jobs, for keeping our houses, for our paychecks. And, and that's scary as a business. owner.
1: So. That is scary. Cause you've got 15 people who at at the beginning, like what Megan said, some of them don't understand the logistics of running a business or don't understand the financials of running a business or don't understand, or, or maybe we didn't do a good enough job of explaining the end goal. And so now we have these 15 people who fifteen day, who a, a few weeks before Christmas, we were going, we're switching back over to to our own company. And yet Megan and I had weren't really sure where we were going to get that payroll money because we had 15 people and we didn't have any money in our other bank account because that we had closed that company. But the amazing thing is that we made some changes. We did a lot of the things that we're going to talk to you about today. And from January of 2019 to today, which would be May of 2021, our sales grew by 85%. 85%. And we will have more than doubled our sales In two short years because of some of the things that we have done we've never laid off we we didn't lay off a single person from that change and we had to kind of do it again do it again during covid pennsylvania was one of the only states that shut down real estate completely and so the only way we were really surviving was off of refinances who didn't require any appraisals because there was no contact required and so refinances were the only thing and we kind of, we, we're a purchase driven mortgage company. We love purchases. It's what we've always focused on. And not that we don't do refinances, but it wasn't our focus. So when Pennsylvania shut down, we were like, Oh, okay. What are we going to do? We had just brought on 10 new team members <laughs> right before COVID. Literally, we were like, this is going to be a great year. Let's bring on people because we love training people and we are we, just a, a people kind of company. And then COVID happened and it we had to go through that again. Megan and I, I, I won't forget it. I will never forget that feeling or where I was, Megan. I was in my apartment in San Juan and I was overlooking the water and I was so freaking out. We were having the conversation like, Megan, we're going to have to lay off some people. And that was an unsettling feeling. You know, these are people who trusted you. These are people that you put food on their table for their family. These are people who look up to you for their hopes and their dreams and their goals. And all of a sudden we're going, we, what are we going to do? We've got to lay off some people. And so fortunately enough, we, we came up with a resolution that we were able to sit down with our, our operations team. Um, in our leadership team, and we said, okay, either we're gonna lay off a few people and those people are really gonna hurt, or we can all forego bonuses for a little bit, right? Which would lower our payroll, or we can everybody can take a small pay cut for now and we can keep everybody on payroll. But the deal is that if everybody wants to stay, we gotta be all hands on deck and everybody's gotta smile and dial for one hour every single day. Cold calling still works, by the way. So <laughs> yeah. That's what our team decided once we sat down with them and we said, hey, you know, this is reality. This is real. You know, this is a pandemic. These are things that happen in life. These are unforeseen circumstances. But we value and appreciate you guys so much. And we want to be transparent and open with you and let you know what's going on. You know, we just brought on 10 new people. Obviously, our payroll is heavy and we want to keep everybody and I remember even one of our, our our team members said, I will forego pay, you know, and Megan and I went for, for went pay, which was totally okay. You know, that was our decision. But the amazing thing that happened from that conversation that we had with our whole team, everybody from admins to sales, to marketing, to leadership, everybody agreed that we were going to smile and dial for one hour because it was so important to make sure that everybody still had a job, especially... During a time that people were losing their jobs, like people people were going out of work, so to have a job, to keep a job was, a, was basically a luxury at this point. So we we used to have some of these strategies that we're going to discuss, and then we grew during COVID, right? We we came out on top during those things, and so I know that we have some specific ways that we're going to talk to you about how how you can do this with your team and your company, but. For, before we get into it, Megan, why don't you tell us what is on your plate this week?
0: Oh, yes. So since last week, well, with Keystone, even though I'm not working on it directly, I think I had part of the idea. But we are tonight we're having a virtual bingo night with our I'm so
1: excited for that.
0: Our whole team, their families. So kids, spouses, everyone's going to jump on. We're going to play bingo and we have prizes, some pretty sweet prizes. So everyone, you know, just a team building thing and bringing families
1: in. Baskets are so cute, by the way. I mean, they come with s'mores cookers.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was cute. Very, very cute. So that's what's going on with Keystone with my family. I just registered my my third, who's five, he's going to be six, Lincoln, he is going to kindergarten.
1: Yay. You still have one more to send off.
0: One more, <laughs> one more, I can get there. If we get through these, what, what episode we'll be on by then. And then I've really been digging into our course for the collab, which is for other financial companies right now, and just really trying to figure out The content that needs to be in there and and just getting our our initial group that we are going to invite in and just unload value on them so that's what i have been working on here this week but i'll jump into the first one so that all of you guys can start understanding this you know transparency and disclosure because you know, Andre kind of shared the story, which was a very emotional experience for us. And here we had new people, like he talked about, gosh, I can't even imagine what they were thinking as business owners. We did not have, I mean, we had been back in business now about a year and, but like we had these building blocks because we had been a business before we had gone over to this, this big bank. And I think that's what also helped us keep growing But it was that transparency of, hey, we just brought everyone on. We don't have a lot of money right now. We just got done with like coming back. We just brought on all these people. Like we don't have a lot of money right now because of this. Like we weren't embarrassed to say that. You know, Mm -hmm. we just said this is what it is. But we know with the group we have now, we could do something amazing, which it is so unreal how much the company has changed. And so, one of the most important things, the first key point is, everyone understanding the big picture and painting the big picture for everyone. And, you know, it's, you know, when people do a job when they're in a company, they know what they do. They know how they have to do it. What's a good job, but okay. Do they understand why it's important for all the other pieces? And so, you know, for us, like we, and I don't even think we've done as good of a job as we are changing right now, but we really want to paint that picture for people who work for us and for our leadership team, you know, why it's important to them that we make more profit, that we keep costs down. You know, it's important because it affects if we can increase bonuses, if we can give raises, if we, you know, one of the examples of really sh- like talking about the profit and this and that is, you know, in our, in the line of work that we're in. It's everything's based off of bips, you know, I'll just say percentages, right? It's percentages. And as a company, we aim for a percentage of two and a half percent. Well, when this whole COVID thing was going on and we brought all these new people on, we noticed our percentages had gone down. They've gone down from two and a half to around two. And I mean, it it can add up to hundreds of thousands of dollars. And we knew Andre and I started saying, like, we can't keep people on if we're going to stay here at this. 2%. Like we know that. And so we had to go in again and literally open up. We took financials and said, look, this is why it's so important. If, you know, as salespeople, if we can't hit this two and a half, like we're going to have to let somebody go, we're going to have to reduce your pay. Like it directly impacts you. This is a decision you're making each day. And it's not us making a decision to change your pay or not do this. It's your decision because it impacts so much of what happens here. And so by explaining and having like this common understanding between everyone that it does impact them and it's part of their job security and how paramount that is for the business. That we're creating a company that will be here 5, 10, 20 years and that these standards we create and the numbers we're saying, they're not just numbers to throw numbers out. They're numbers that directly impact them. And so, you know, painting that big picture for that reason, you know, it, it is so important. I think it takes some of the ignorance out of it. Of, I still remember the first small mortgage company I worked for and the owner used to say, you know, because he had other businesses, he's like, "Oh, you know, this this company doesn't make any money." and he and he's probably right. There are ones out there because I remember when I left there, they were making less than two percent. And I know now that's mm-hmm. why. yep, so yep. so it's so important to bring people in, get them involved. That's the other thing. You can say you want to have a company that gives back, but if you can't get your people involved in that, and it's just you as the owner or the managers doing it, You know, we don't want people to just have jobs. We want them to have a purpose so that they look forward to getting up. They look forward to the people that they work with and and they just need to understand where they're trying to go and how the company that they're working for and their role is going to help them get there because it's going to create better relationships with the people they work with and the customers that we serve. And so for me, that, that painting the big picture and kind of the last piece is, I'm sure our team, and this is where we haven't done as good of a job. Our team's probably wondering why are we doing this podcast? Why why are we doing this course, right? And so we've said we need to do a better job of explaining to them how this plays a role in the big picture for us. Yeah.
1: That's it's so important to look big picture and to get your team involved in looking at that big picture so they understand the end goal. And so you're all on the same page for, with that end goal, right? It's not just, well, you have a job or you just work somewhere. So I, I love that. And I think that we try to do a really good job of painting that big picture. And everybody's job is is crucial, you know, from everybody from an admin to sales to leadership to owners, we each mm-hmm. play a small role in, in that job security for each other. Another one that we are really big on is we like to call it, you know, I forget what we were calling it er- earlier over disclosure or the fear of disclosures, but we, we had called it. And then I realized that there's actually a name for it, which I didn't know businesses did. It's, it's called open book management. And it's where mm-hmm. you open your books to, which is what you were saying earlier, Megan, what if, you know, what if somebody came in and told you that you had to sit down with your team members and your employees and you had to open up your financials to them so they could see like, well, what's the profit? Where's all the money going to? Because those are all questions that people People want to know in your organization, and I'm not saying that they have the right to, but there's some people who maybe don't understand or have not gotten to that level in their life where they understand what what it, it costs to run a business. So open book, when, when people don't know the numbers, they think that you're hiding something, right? And like you said, Megan, you had worked for this one company where that boss said, that, that, th- that the company never makes any money. And you know what? There are some companies that, that operate that way. They're called loss leaders, right? They open up a division for something to attract, com- to attract those consumers so they can bring them into a more profitable company. So that's okay. But if, if you're not being transparent with your team about that, they're not going to believe you. So I think also the whole open book management is
0: important because then I remember one time we, you know, for us, it's we know we have to have, make this much in a month, right? To even be positive. But then, even when you're positive, you want to show people hey, okay, this the bottom number at the end might say, you know, let's just say if the bottom number says a hundred thousand in a month, right? But right off the top, what 40% of that is going to Uncle Sam. Yep. So Which- that also plays a part in there. And it helps them see it because I think people in general just aren't good at budgeting and numbers. And a lot of times, as owners, I know it's helped us because people have said, Hey, I think we could save money here or here. We might, it helps them wa- help, they help you watch the numbers more when they know it impacts
1: them. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the other things that being open book with everybody on your team, is that it gives everybody the opportunity to learn a little bit, right? It gives everybody the opportunity to understand it costs money to run a business. Everything from our phones, to our marketing, to our systems, like everything that we have cost has a dollar value to it. And so when you can start teaching people, it's one of my favorite things is that, that we do is we just teach people like, what's a profit and loss? What does it look like? What goes on your profit and loss? you know, well, sure, you had a negative month, uh, a really positive month this month, but last month you had a negative month. So it's really a wash. You, you, you know, so that's one of my favorite things about being open book company for us is that you get to teach people, right? So they come out as a better person, as a better employee, you know, whether they go on a different career path, they're like, Oh, yeah, I've seen a profit and loss before I know how it works, right? That makes them more marketable mm-hmm. for their future, which is one of my other favorite parts of being an open book.
0: One of the things we did this year, I was gonna say, Dre, that about really trying to show everyone and you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I know with our leadership team we did it and it might be a good exercise for us, is you know, we figured out if we hire another person, this is what it's gonna cost us versus okay, when we can get our operational behind the scenes people, if we can get them closing X amount of loans, right? If they Mm -hmm.
1: close
0: loans a month, we're more profitable. So what we did was we said, All right. Once they hit 10, yeah, their, their bonus doubles.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And it's little things like that. So we would we shared that with them and said, here, here's what we're doing with your bonus. If you can handle this workload and do yep. a good job, then you'll get this bonus instead of this.
1: Some of them are killing it. So we may have to increase that to like 20 loans. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. But you're right, Megan. And, and that's something else that, that it does for your whole company. It increases their accountability right? So mm-hmm. then sales is a little bit more accountable. Okay, well, we've got to make X amount so that our loan partners are happy and so that they're doing a good job and they get bonuses. Even from Carrie on the front end, like making sure that she's treating the clients well, so they want to refer more people, so it increases our bottom line, so then we can do things that they like to do, like bingo night. You know, So it, it's a whole company thing when you open your book and, and it increases accountability to show everybody, everybody's got a small part in this, and if we all want to grow, we're happy to grow together. But you've got to do your part just as much as we have to do our part. So that's another reason is increased accountability.
0: Yeah. And it's, you know, you said this as part of yours. So we just talked about, you know, talking to everyone about painting that big picture, having the open book management. And then the third piece, though, that kind of goes, it, it, it's it's a part of the first two, but it's the third thing that we want to explain, which is making sure that you also, while you're doing this, really explain the reasoning behind it. Right. Mm. And so meaning, okay, you know, we're doing a podcast. We're creating a course. We opened a commercial division in our business because we didn't ever want to have all our eggs in one basket. We don't ever want to put you in a position where we have to come again and say, Hey, we may need to cut Pay or lay someone off. So, we want to be agile. We want to be able to to pivot. And so, that's why we're doing this. The other one is, and this is one of my favorites, is having people understand that they need to earn the things that they want. That it's not just asking Megan and Andre, or Eric, or Adam, or Monica on the leadership team, I deserve a raise. I want a raise. I can get a raise. That's not how it works here. It, it, you know, and in a lot of places it does, you do your job well, you get your raise. It doesn't work like that in a for-profit business. You bring people on, you have to make more money. There has to be a way that it then impacts the bottom line. So earning the things you want in getting away from, you know, the whole pay me now and I'll, and I'll do this. You know, for me, the mentality is you can have it. You can have the raise, you can get this. If you can provide value and results, and that's the mentality that I want to make sure that the people on our team understand.
1: Yeah, I, I, it's always important to explain the why behind things, right? The reasoning, whether it's, it really goes for anything in life, but you can even apply it to business. You know, as Megan's saying. So when we, when we teach somebody the loan process when they come on board, you've got to teach them the why behind why they're doing things right like you don't just do something because you usually do it like you you do things in steps and so it's the same thing for us when it came to to the to the reason behind like okay well why do you deserve this or what how did we get here and so you've got to earn that it's not just given to you especially when you when you're a for-profit company, because it's our good friend, Renee Rodriguez always says that. He's like, are you guys a for-profit or not for-profit? <laughs> sometimes not for-profit. So, so yeah, and sometimes we're like, well, not for-profit. but um, Oh, it's yeah. gotten
0: so much better since we've done all this.
1: <laughs> it has, it has. It's really, opened, it's really opened up just a lot of avenues for us.
0: And, and, that's, and I think one of the reasons that everything has gotten better is because since we came back in 2019. And it really evolved, I would say, later on in 19 into 20. We really brought on a leadership team, which we hadn't done before, of people mm-hmm. that were better than us at certain things. And mm-hmm. we, with all of us together, putting our heads together, we then started solving problems, which is part of the reasoning behind it, which is, okay, the five of us, would will, we meet every single week, and we talk about the big problems the big goals we have, how we're going to do it. And where we missed out and we just, we just had this experience last month in our monthly meeting was we were playing, you know, we went over the goals that, and what we did that month. But then we asked everyone, what areas of the business do we need to work on as a company? And it was really good for us to get that feedback because we're here working hard behind the scenes as leaders on fixing problems, making things better. But the team was telling us, we don't know what you're working on. Mm -hmm. And so we sat there and we're like, Oh my gosh, like they need to understand these big goals, these big issues, and how we're trying to solve them. And we want their input just as much as the five of us are part of the input. So that's something that Andre, you're working on right now that we're starting.
1: Yes, we we were just working on that. And we realized how important it was to make people feel, to feel a part of and to know what's going on. That's all that people really want. You know, they don't want to work somewhere where they just have a job. They want to know that that it impacts them in some way. They want to have feedback. They want to have input. And I think that's important today for for humans, right, to just mm-hmm. be a part of the decision-making process. Or to know that they had some type of impact on on your process or your procedures or your sales or you know your front end or your back end whatever business you run you know there's always different front ends back ends but people want to be a part of that and people want to have an impact on that some people more than others but you know if you don't ask your team for feedback or if you don't ask your team then you're not going to know and I'm really glad that we did because now we realize Oh my gosh! How important that was to them.
0: Right, and it's important to them. And and I think the other piece of it that we said is this is kind of a two-tiered part to it. Is once again, all of us do it. We all make assumptions and we all think certain things. And so, uh, you know, when you start having a bigger team, everyone's going to have something that they think needs fixed or that needs changed Mm -hmm. or different, and they don't understand why the person they think is responsible isn't fixing it faster or better or whatever it is. So it's really important to have these conversations with everyone because what I like to do is say, okay, well, what 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 do you suggest? Maybe <laughs> That's your
1: favorite question? It is my favorite <laughs> thing
0: for a couple of reasons. Because number one, they may have a great idea that you haven't thought of, right? They may have a great idea that you haven't thought of and you need to hear that. But number two, because I'll never forget a couple of years ago when One of the loan officers that worked for us was upset because we had to make a decision and we had to move a support person with a new, we had a new person coming on who had a lot of volume and we were, we had to decide between four people and we picked one person and the salesperson who was working with the person we ended up having to pick, that person was really upset and because it was their person, it was impacting and we knew we'd get, somebody would be upset. And I remember sitting there and saying... To the salesperson, I said, okay, I said, you know, I understand it's frustrating, you know, and we're trying to come up with the best solution. If you don't think that was a good solution, what would you have done if you were me? Which of the four people would you have moved understanding this and that? And the salesperson sat there and was like, I don't know what I would have done. And I think it made them think differently, because all of us are innately selfish in what we want. And we don't want our worlds rocked or shaken and we want things to go smooth. But when you do have to think about the big picture and those decisions that impact everyone, not just yourself, it's a lot harder. And everyone needs to be a piece of that if you're going to win as a team.
1: Yeah, that is so true.
0: And and so, you know, as we wrap up here with, you know, how people can disclose more to their team, have the open books. Andre, just curious, how many listeners do you think are already open with their employees and teams about
1: the books, the numbers, the goals, you know? The bottom line, how many
0: companies do you think really do that?
1: Man, you know, I'd love to really Google that to see how many companies are an open book management company, because to be honest with you, before we really talked about this topic, I'm pretty sure that that's such a forbidden topic at, a, you know, at companies or at a corporate level, like you don't talk about how much, you know, net profit there is. It's just not something that happens. And even in the mortgage industry, I mean, how many times do we see, you know, people asking like, Especially broker owners, like, how, what pips are you making? How much are you making? So then they can kind of figure out how much the owner is making, so on and so forth. And it's like a taboo topic. So I would say that mm, I don't know less than five percent. I've got to say.
0: Yeah. I mean, if anybody listening knows the
1: answer or finding answer, <laughs> please let us know. We would love to find out. Um, yeah. Or if you're an open book management company, like we would love to to talk to you and see how that's going for you.
0: Yeah. And actually, the book I had mentioned earlier, The Great Game of Business, which is what really gave us our foundation, there is a phone number Mm -hmm. in the book. You can actually call them and schedule to be part of their monthly meeting where they go down their financials, which we're going to do. I thought that was really interesting. We'll have to share that experience after we do it here. Mm -hmm. Isn't it? I'd love to be able to do that for other businesses, like literally have a maybe one day we'll do a podcast of our (laughs) let us know. We can always try it. (laughs) But yeah. um, Dre, how do you, how do you think people listening can just start doing this? What are what's a few steps that they can start taking to start implementing some of this open, you know, book, disclosing information, getting feedback?
1: Yeah. And so if you, if you're not doing this now and you're looking for a way to strengthen your team or to get your team to be on yeah. on one vision and all working towards the same goal, one of the things is to show people how it feels to win, right? So. Us as, as owners or as salespeople, you're always winning, right? You're always getting those little wins. But if you can show everybody else what it's like to win and why you're winning, right? By opening up your books, maybe, or by showing them the big picture.
0: Examples of what we do
1: to show people that they
0: win here that maybe
1: I'm trying to think of a few. Yeah. So we do cambams. Right, so CamBams is where the employees and and clients can go in and write, you know, a little hey, you know, John did a really great job for me, or hey, Adam went above and beyond for me today, or hey, Monica locked a loan for me today when I was really busy. And so now you're starting to slowly open the door to everybody being a little more open and everybody sharing small wins with each other. Other small wins that we do are, we do Friday wins right? Mm -hmm. So where this is where we want them to share a win that they've had for the week. And I think that that's important because sometimes your job is so stressful that it's hard to reflect on like, what a good job you did this week. And so numbers,
0: would you consider that wins like how each month, we actually kind of have a leaderboard?
1: Yes, I I would definitely (laughs) consider that a win. People like to be made special, right? Mm -hmm. And so those people who work hard, and especially who are in sales, I, I'm one of those people. I li- I like to, you know, be made feel special, and so people like to be made felt special in different ways. So that's another way that you could do it. Maybe that's somebody's way. Something else that that we do and that can be done is take a poll, right? Ask your team for feedback. That's what we did and that's how we came up with this whole other idea and concept of little workshops but ask just ask right that's what we did we just sent out a poll on no we no we didn't even send out a poll we asked them first and then based upon their answers, we saw a lot of repeating answers, and then we created the workshops off of that. So literally, all we did was just ask them, like, hey, what do you guys want more of? And we just kind of gave them some examples to to get going. And, and then
0: I was going to say, too, before we had Keystone, the companies I worked at before, we never had meetings every month or every week. So just having those consistent meetings so everybody knows what's going on. Yep. You know, we... We did just do a podcast, right? One of the last few episodes was on KPIs, right? Yes. So KPIs is a way of measuring things. and but Actually, sure-
1: I'm sitting here shaking my head and I'm going, did we do that?
0: <laughs> we'll link it in the show notes. I know we did. It's like we can't remember which one we did when. But yeah. <laughs> KPIs is a way of measuring and, and it, it's about setting a standard that then people know that they can beat. right? It's okay. It, this is what... Is supposed to be done I did more than that or I did better than that or I saved money here yes. and it makes
1: people feel good yes yeah yeah and and the other thing is that another way is that once and this is down the road maybe for some bigger companies but you can if you've been in in business for a while and maybe you've got a leadership team you can make them part owners right mm-hmm. so yep. and that, that that's that's like way down the road but you know a company of owners will outperform a, a company of employees any day and so for us that's something else that's important is making sure that Megan and Andre aren't just at the head of everything you know we're building something for everybody else too and that that's really important to us and we feel like that's going to it's just going to continue to grow because of that because people care because they're invested because they they have part ownership so that's a big part for for us too yeah,
0: and that's what's neat about businesses where you have salespeople who are commissioned too. Is even some of the people that maybe you know they are they technically have their own business within our business, so they have that ownership, you know, factor that they want the company to run well because it impacts the business that they get right. So that having that ownership piece, and we're always trying to think how to expand that out. So I I love that. I think if you literally start with one thing that we said today, one thing. If you've never done it, I think your people will appreciate it. They will feel valued. They will feel like they're worth the time to explain it to them. And I think it will help you with retention and it will help your bottom line eventually.
1: That Megan, that's a great point. That it definitely helps in in retaining people and attracting people because people want to feel a part of that. And when people have more more knowledge and more insight and they've thought they just feel heard and they feel a part of they're much more likely to stay at your company and then what happens is if, if you become social about it or you become big enough about it or your team members start to become vocal about it or even in our vision like we say you know is this a place where you would want your your kids and family and your friends to work and people are like dying to come work for you because of what you've created and they want to be a part of that so i i love the the fact that you said it's, a, it's also about retaining and attracting.
0: It's hard too, though, because then you're holding up this high standard and you can start feeling some days like you're <laughs> failing at it, right? Because sometimes all those things that just start and you're always going to have room to grow. So we hope that this you know, helped you with ideas for your business, because these are the things that will help you grow. I mean, just from the fact that we implemented these things 18 months ago and have literally exploded. It has to be one of the main reasons that the growth we've seen because we do value the people around us. And it's the only way that I think a lot of companies will grow is by pulling people in. So, you know, we would love to hear your feedback if there are things that you do for open book management, for being transparent, for, you know, looking at your numbers and painting the big picture. You know, we would love to hear what you're doing in your business or what your questions are. And you can email us at hello at the collab life.com. You could also leave us a review on whichever podcast platform that you listen to your podcasts on. If you do leave a review, we would love to have you take a snip of it, post it on social. We're on Facebook, Instagram pretty much all the social channels tag us so we can give you a shout out in one of the next upcoming podcasts. And we can't wait to see you guys back in the next week. And uh, we've got some really awesome interviews coming up. So we will see you guys here in a week when we release our next episode on Tuesdays. All right,
1: collaborators. Bye guys. Thank you so much for joining us today, collaborators. If you found value or got some piece of information out of this, make sure to find us at thecollablife.com. You can also join our Facebook group and our Facebook page at The Collab. On YouTube, you can find us at The Collab. On Instagram, you can find us at The Collab. We also release certain brand new episodes every single Tuesday morning. And if you have any questions or there's anything that we can do for you, any value that you would like to add to our business, we'd love to hear from you. And you can email us at Hello at thecolablife.com.